This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. There's already some people in the chat. What a wonderful bunch of beautiful people. You know what? The Scare Scuttlebutt podcast has the best people. What a wonderful bunch of people. Let's uh let's see who we got. First, let's get rid of all this wonderful stuff. What is happening everybody? This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. I play a podcaster on TV. And where else do I play a podcaster? Let's turn this music off. But um I'm happy to see everybody in the chat. It's uh a wonderful Saturday night. We are back, everybody, here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Who do we got in the chat? We got Tina checking in. Tina, what's happening? Grab your beer. Belinda, one of our patrons, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Ubaldo, buenas noches, everybody. Rolando is in the house. Dale, thank you very much for joining us here. On um, We uh, we haven't done a Scare of Live in, in a while. We were taking a little break. Uh, lots of things were happening. Backyard Tardis, Nick, another one of our wonderful patrons, uh, not only of our show, but many of the shows on the Red 5 Network. You can check out the rest of the Red 5 Network at bio.link slash red5. There is a podcast or a YouTuber for you. Anything you want to talk about, they are there. Dave Richards, thank you very much for joining us. And um, yeah, it's been it's been great. So we have a guest tonight, but... Um, you know what? Let's, uh, I don't know. We've got all these buttons to push. Hold on a second here. Get some stuff ready. Um, you know what? Let's do this live. Fuck it. Let's do it live. Do it live. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Sorry for my potty mouth there, uh, but uh, I just got really excited whenever we do a Scarif Live and uh, we are back after a couple of weeks of uh, just taking a break. Uh, I got with me a, a new friend, Wade, from Records of the Republic. What's up, man? Not much, man. That was an awesome intro. I've, oh, uh, yes. so we just recently started getting into podcasts in general okay, and all streaming right, right. and all that fun stuff. So I haven't actually seen any of your live streams yet. And oh, we've been slowly yeah. working through everyone's. That's a fun intro. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we like to have fun here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Um, we also like to say butt a lot. So there it's that's that. Um, Tim Talk is on your left. Thank you very much for joining us here tonight. And uh, that's funny, Dave Richards. Uh, I prefer I prefer shouty row. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, every so often you got to elevate your voice and speak up. That's right. Um, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to talk, uh, you know, we, we're we're back tonight, so I wanted to talk about, you know, obviously everybody's uh, favorite star franchise. Um, talk a little Star Wars, just uh, just like we used to do back in the day. 
Uh, if you remember recess, um, you know, we used to go out and, <clears throat> you know, on, on the weekends, we'd watch all these cool things. And then come Monday at recess time, you know, you know, after uh, after trigonometry and and whatever else we had uh, just to kind of relax and play and then just discuss uh, all the nerdy things uh, we I think as content creators, uh, we should probably get back to just, you know, talking about the stuff that we love. And here we are, Star Wars. May the force be with you, Wade. But before that, I wanted to ask you, you know, there's a lot of things happening out in the world, especially in the world of nerd news. I wanted to ask you if, if there's any uh, topics lately that um, that you've been following or anything that you want to maybe kind of tease out for uh, for us and, and our, our crew here. You know, there's we've got so much coming out this year we've got mando season three in less than right. two weeks super excited about that uh i don't know if you play a lot of video games but i do so super stoked for survivor i wasn't super upset by the delay i'm happy that they're ironing out any of the quirks and issues that they made they're they're going to give us a, a perfect product which i'm really excited for um you know we got ahsoka coming out but what I'm really excited for is, I think, what we have the least information on, and okay. that's Skeleton Crew. Yeah. You know, I I love Ahsoka. Ahsoka's a fantastic character, and Jaren and the crew, like, Mandalorian's great. I know I'm going to love those projects. Sure. And I, I think I'm going to love Skeleton Crew, but we just don't have a lot to work on with it. And me, personally, I have maybe kind of a worked out theory as to what mm -hmm. we're going to get. Sure. Um, I think Jude law is going to play either a uh, Kyle Katarn esque character. Okay. Or maybe like a young lore Santeca. Yeah. That's uh, that's what everybody's saying. I think I'm with you, Wade. Um, you know, like you said, we're going to love Ahsoka. We're going to love uh, season three mm -hmm. of Mando. But um, some of the things that keep me excited is like not knowing a lot. And I know, uh, you know, social media really throws everything out there oh, for yeah. people to see. You know, there's trailers that sometimes give away the, the entire plot. And it's like, oh, you, at, at, you know, once you'd like to be surprised. And I'm, I'm really glad that, like Tina says, uh, they're keeping Skeleton Crew kind of quiet. Mm -hmm. um, we've gotten, you know, obviously a picture of, of Jude Law um, and, uh, you know, some uh, concept art. But that's pretty much it. And um, I think I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, the mystery. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I feel like I'm older than you. And in between the original trilogy movies, there was three years of nothing. Right. And once that, you know, once the movie was announced and we went to the, you know, to the box office to get our tickets, um, a lot of uh, people in the chat are like box office. What is that? Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to be surprised. And I think, um, I think skeleton crew will, will definitely give us some surprises. I hope. Yeah. I'm, I'm really any, anytime they keep things hush hush. I, I, for whatever reason, I seem to get more intrigued and I, I think maybe that's part of their marketing strategy. I'm sure, sure that, you know, they've, probably figured out how they want to market it in that regard but yeah the, le the less i know about it the more i want to go see it you know sure yeah yeah um i put up a, a comment there with day uh from dale and i have heard the the comparisons uh, of goonies and goonies in space um which is fine i like goonies um but um yeah we'll uh we'll see there's no release date there's no other details yet so mm -hmm. Just really kind of looking forward to um, 
to some of this, the new stuff that, you know, we really don't uh, know a lot about. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, are we still getting visions season two this year? Yes. This year. Um, I know it was announced. The studios were announced that were attached to it. I think. Okay. But um, yeah, visions, uh, visions was hit or miss for a lot of people. Obviously mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the style of the anime, you know, uh, people that are not into anime, I think really had a problem with it. Um, sure. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was unique. I thought it was different. And, um, you know, if, if they kind of continue in that vein, there were some really great, um, you know, and I think anime is is culturally appropriate, obviously, not not too much in American audiences, but, uh, you know, uh, Asian audiences, Japanese, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's... Um, it's just kind of cool to see like another another take on the Star Wars galaxy. Um, I think more people should be a little more open to it. And, uh, you know, it, it definitely surprised me. I didn't like all of them, you sure. know, but some of them were like, oh, this is this is kind of cool. Well, I think it was kind of, you know, for me, I looked at it almost as if like it was Star Wars's version of what if and not, yeah. not, not necessarily in that same exact vein, yeah. but. You know, it was a bunch of different people's interpretation of how would we present Star Wars from our our style of storytelling. Right. And I think from that perspective, I really enjoyed it. You know, I grew up watching a lot of different animes along with just about everything else nerd fandom out there. But I'm really excited, I think, for season two because they're doing a lot more international studios. It's not sure. just, you know, Asian specifically. They've got you know, uh, a studio in Africa and I think they've got South America and you yeah. know, they've got a lot of the continents represented. So I think we're going to get an even more broad variety of styles and storytelling, which I'm really, I was a global studies major in, in college. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Uh, yeah. I, I think, um, I think it opens up storytelling uh, to a wide degree to, to more audiences, obviously. And I think, you know, something like Visions, and I would say to some degree Andor as well, I think it has to step outside its safe zone in order mm-hmm. for the franchise to to grow. Um, I, I said this with Brad when we were reviewing Andor, and a lot of people had issues with Andor because there were no Jedi, there was no Darth Vader. It was it was a little bit, it was, you know, it felt Star Wars, but it was all, it was like, it didn't feel like this star Wars. It felt like star Wars was like over here. Right. And I, and I understand that, you know, we're used to, you know, Jedi's and Sith and, you know, the rebels and the empire, et cetera, et cetera. We got a little bit of the empire, you know, but um, I kind of liked the fact that it just did step outside, um, you know, that, that, that sandbox that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really, that's one of the things Kevin and I talk about all the time. Um, at least recently, since it, it's relatively recent is just how much we appreciated. I think how different Andor was while still feeling very sure. much in the star Wars universe. Yeah. You know, you know before we get uh, lost in conversation, I wanted to, uh, I totally forgot to, to ask you, you said that you guys started uh, podcasting relatively, you, you guys are new, uh, but yeah. tell everybody um, how you guys started, what the name of your show is, where you guys, you know, where you guys uh, do your thing. So I'm Wade. Uh, I'm one half of records of the Republic. Um, it's myself and then Kevin, we are the hosts and Kevin and I are both uh, 90s babies. So we grew up 
with prequels being our main releases. Um, obviously, like my first interaction with Star Wars was the original trilogy, as it should be. But I grew up with prequels, you know, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ewan, and, and uh, Hayden. Those were like, and I'm not going to say idols necessarily, but, sure. you know, those were the guys we looked up to. They, they right. were our generation of Star Wars. He and I went to college together um, back in 2014 and on. And he and I actually ended up working at the same hotel together. And while we were working there at one point, he had to radio me um, to let me know something was going on. And my immediate response was just Roger, Roger. And, (laughs) you know, from there it was an immediate click. He was like, Oh yeah. Hey, I know what that is. Did you mean for that to, and I said, well, I just, sometimes I kind of do it. (laughs) And uh, from there, isn't that funny funny how that happens? It just kind (laughs) of slips out. Yeah, that's right. Um, so from there, we just, we kind of hit it off. We started talking more Star Wars and, you know, really became close friends through Star Wars. Sure. To the point where, you know, the last, I don't know, three, four years, we've been states apart, but we constantly text each other. We've constantly like, we'll get online and play Battlefront together and, you sure. know, do anytime a movie comes out, we'll send each other reviews and, you know, what, what we think, Easter eggs, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and recently we were having a conversation about star Wars a couple months ago. And I just, I was like, Hey man, what if we recorded this? Yeah. And I was kind of joking, but he said, yeah, let's do it. I've got the, I've got the gear on my end. Let's do it. So I'm like, Oh wait, really? So we actually start (laughs) sitting down and planning out. All right, what do we want to do? And so as of this Thursday, we've released our fourth episode. Oh, very nice. So it's fun. Um, and really our thing is we just, we like talking Star Wars. Sure. You know, that's, that's, we get to set aside time each week um, that we know is on the calendar for us to sit down and talk about latest episode of Bad Batch or latest announcement or delay or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so we've just, we've just absolutely loved having this opportunity to sit down and record it. And then meeting all of these other star Wars fans. I live in a really rural area of North Carolina where, you know, most of my friends out here are out hunting and fishing and stuff like that. And I enjoy all of that. Sure. But they're also not very much into things like star Wars or Lord (laughs) of the Rings or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, And so getting, getting online and doing this has really helped us connect with, so much of the star Wars community out there. So it's been really neat to see just how interconnected everyone is online and, you know, the different podcasts that there, I mean, podcasts have opened my eyes to, to so many different avenues of star Wars. So it's been really neat to get involved in that regard. Sure. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, that that's going to be the bulk of our conversation, you know, um, I always find it interesting, and I, I asked you before we went live, I asked you if you guys were intimidated by the fact that you are going to be putting yourselves out there in a community that already probably has, you know, a couple of thousand Star Wars podcasts. I mean, I, I did the same thing in 2019 when I started um, our podcast, our show with with Brad, but um, so I'll ask you, were you guys like intimidated, afraid? Uh, what was your thinking? Not really. I mean, so our goal going into this was never to, to try and grow this huge following or anything like that. We're not, 
necessarily trying to make this a career at some point. Um, it's really just a hobby for us and Uh it's an opportunity to connect. And when we look at it from that point of view, it's much easier for us to sit down and say, all right, what did we enjoy for the week? Like what kind of star Wars did we dive into? Did we read a book? Did we play this Mm -hmm. game? Did we unlock this new level? You know, and then we just sit and talk about it and try and engage other people and see what interests them. You know, what part of star Wars are you guys interested in or want to talk about or hear us talk about? And from there, that's, that's just, it's not, it's not really an intimidation kind of thing for sure. us. We're not, it's just us engaging with other star Wars fans. Absolutely. The only way we look at it. Yeah. 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 Um, and it seems like, uh, no, I mean, I, th- I think that's great. I think, um, you know, you shouldn't be intimidated. Um, I think I read somewhere, uh, somebody had posted a, 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 a quick little tweet that said, uh, make sure that your dreams don't stay dreams just dive in right yeah absolutely uh, yeah um oh looks like uh looks like your significant other is in the chat thanks for joining us penny <laughs> yes she is <laughs> <laughs> very nice so um real fast since your wife is on here uh does she share your nerdiness of star wars or is she uh what i call an agnostic like my wife she she saw the movie <sighs> once and that was it <laughs> she's not an agnostic so when we when we started dating she had told me, and I give her a hard time about this now because she didn't realize how deep she was getting into this. But um, she had told me, yeah, I'm a fan of Star Wars. Like, I like the movies. I've enjoyed that. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Let me tell you about all these books I've read and all these video games I've played <laughs> and all this and all that. And she realized, oh, oh, no, 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 no. This is this is a little <laughs> bit more than she asked stuff, for. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, she – Sometimes if she wants my attention and I'm like laying on the couch snapping or something like that, like the other day she did this, she put on Phantom Menace mm-hmm. and like a couple minutes into it, I woke up and I'm like, oh, and then she pauses it and goes, oh, hey, by the way, since you're up. <laughs> and so she, she kind of uses that to her advantage sometimes. <laughs> but no, funny. she she enjoys Star Wars for our honeymoon, for example. Um, she let me pick Disneyland oh. as our honeymoon. And so we got to go to galaxy's edge. She, she's a huge Disney fan. We're both Disney oh, that's adults, cool. that's good. but I don't really care about a lot of the other stuff at Disneyland. I mostly cared about galaxy's edge. Yeah. And so I planned one day. She planned the other day and my day was full of just lightsaber build, uh, R two unit build, riding all the rides, yeah. tasting all the food. Sure. So that was our honeymoon, but that's awesome. Very nice, very nice. Um, quick reminder: um, later on, at the, towards the end, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a giveaway. I'm gonna ask a question of the chat, but this is what I'm gonna I'm giving away a, a Star Wars uh, R2D2 USB car charger. I think his little head moves, and you put him in the um, in the cup holder. It looks a little weird. It looks like he's he's amputated his feet. He's but, missing some um, legs. Yeah, but it's really cool. He's got two little USBs uh, right in front. You can plug in your phone charger, and um, he can be your co-pilot. So we're going to give that away um, a question, one question sentry mode um, for anybody in the chat that wants to participate. Um, okay, so let's get um, let's get down to the nitty gritty. We've got a. Um, uh, a, a really interesting topic for me because I think uh, as a content creator um, versus just a simple Star Wars fan, I think there are 
um, there are times when, you know, we wear different hats. Um, obviously we love star Wars and we do what we do because of that. And, and, and other, you know, geeky things, but, um, you mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, you guys started your podcast. Was there a, I guess, was there a mental break where you said, where, where you guys are starting to find that your roles as Star Wars fans are slightly different than your roles as, as content creators? Is there something there? I think for Kevin, yes. Okay. Um, for me, not so much. Um, I told him, like, since The Force Awakens has come out, every single movie or show that's come out, I have religiously sat down and I watch it twice through. I watch it once just for pure enjoyment. And then I watch it a second time in a row for analytical Easter eggs. You know, what does this mean? What does that mean? Et cetera. And so I've always kind of really dived head in to this. And so I don't really look at it any differently doing this i think he has started to you know okay. he's much more we we kind of put it this way i'm the intellectual and he's the emotional in our relationship and so he's always just been there to enjoy and watch it and just absorb as much as he can and you know like he's a kid and and i mean that in a good way <laughs> sure we're <laughs> all kevin yeah, yeah. if you're watching kevin <laughs> but uh you know, he's had to really kind of adjust how he starts to look at everything and, you know, what kind of notes is he going to take so that when we talk about this, you know, is it going to be something that's going to be interesting or is it going to be something that kind of falls flat? Um, and so we've kind of had to adjust a little bit. But for me, Star Wars is Star Wars. When I watch it, I, I find the things that look exciting to me and I talk about them. Sure. And that's what I do with any Star Wars fan. And I just kind of translate that to a recording and right. say, hey, there you go. What do you guys think about what I thought? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned um, notes and uh, with my uh, to my co-host, Shanti, that's a four letter word. She never reads the notes that I provide <laughs> her. And I, a lot of times um, I have heard, uh, you know, some podcasters, some content creators, you know, they take a break because you know, providing, I guess, providing content, you know, it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's kind of, uh, you know, mind numbing sometimes, and it does seem like work. Um, you enjoy something, you know, sporadically, uh, sure. whatever, but when you have a set schedule, when you put yourself in that role of providing content and you have people counting on you to, you know, to kind of, you know, cheer you on and provide that content, sometimes it does seem like, it is uh, homework, and then the sure. enjoy and the enjoyment gets stripped away. Does that has that ever happened to you, or do you foresee that happening? I think at some point it might, but with us only being four episodes in, I mean, we're still trying to figure out how to work sure. our microphones and our cameras, and yeah. <laughs> you know, sure. so there there's enough learning curves there that really for us, once we get on and start recording it's it's just natural it's all it all flows it's just star wars we've got an ongoing between besides our text messages we've got uh, a shared notes on our phone where we'll sit there and we'll add what things we may want to talk about in right. the next episode so on and so forth and we kind of have this idea that you know we can always fall back on whatever's coming out that week sure 
you know, there's always the new episode of Bad Batch, and then there's going to be Mandalorian, and then right. Jedi Survivor, and they, Disney seems to be pumping out enough that there's always something there that we can talk about if we can't come up with ideas. Sure. But I think because we we kind of live Star Wars so much on a regular basis, we we constantly have something new. I'm constantly reading a new book, and he's starting to get into the books again. And so, you know, there's always something new for us to say this is what I experienced this week and I really enjoyed this or I really didn't enjoy this and here's why. And then let me know how you guys feel about it. And that's kind of, kind of how we do things right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I posed the question if anybody has any questions in the chat and we do have one for you, uh, Tina, um, our girl, Tina says, since Wade is a prequel baby, what did you think of Kenobi? Mm, That's rough. So, (laughs) (laughs) I love Ewan. I love Ewan and Hayden. And I think like most fans love or hate the show, we are happy to see them both together. I think they have chemistry on screen and I think they're fun, but the show was, I'm not going to say it was my favorite. I'm not going to say it was my least favorite. It was kind of middle of the road for me. There were parts that I enjoyed, you know, obviously the lightsaber battles are always fun to see. Um, do I think it could have been better? Yeah, I, I think they probably could have gone in some other directions that would have been more interesting. But overall, I, I would say I enjoyed it. From just a purely Star Wars fan, aside from critiquing anything, yeah, it was enjoyable. It would not drive me to purchase Disney+, Plus. I would say, if I didn't already have it. Oh, okay. But it in conjunction with all the other Star Wars stuff we get... Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you're not going to know um, what Kenobi was like if you if you hadn't had Disney Plus, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, Ubaldo says that is a heavy question. And I, I and I totally get it. You know, for me, you know, obviously I enjoy and and the the Anakin Obi-Wan Kenobi dynamic, the relationship in the prequels was was amazing. And it was obviously fleshed out a lot more in um, in Clone Wars and some of the animation, but, um, I, I, I feel like, I feel like the impact was, um, watered down with, uh, the Riva storyline, yeah. which, you know, it's, it's a new character. I think a lot of people really were tuning in to, to really, you know, dive in a lot more, uh, you know, with, uh, with Anakin and with Obi-Wan and throwing this Riva character in there just didn't work out for me. It, it was distracting um, for the most part. Um, I really love the Inquisitors, obviously, you know, yeah. from uh, from the animation. Uh, but again, um, a little, uh, you know, it, it left a lot to be desired um, as far as uh, the story. Um, you know, especially when it comes to Reva. Um, you know, I th- didn't mind the actress. She was, you know, cool. I liked uh, all the promotional stuff that they were doing, but just, you know, when you watch it from beginning to end, just something about that storyline was just very um, distracting. Um, I think they could have done more um, with the dynamic uh, of the two main characters that I think everybody was, you know, tuning in for. That's what they were there for. They were there for Ewan and Hayden. 100%. 100%. Anything else they brought in, I think, was extra. I mean, I liked Leia. I thought that was a fun dynamic. Sure. Um, especially since, you know, original trilogy 
specifically the original Star Wars, we already got the Obi-Wan Luke relationship. So, you know, I, I thought the Leia thing was kind of fun. I think there were some hiccups there in, in trying to recover her. And, you know, could there have been simpler ways to do it? I, I probably. But overall, I wouldn't say I was upset with it. I just I, I agree with you with the Reva Reva storyline. Sure. I think it took away from the main story, which was Vader and Obi-Wan. Absolutely. I think it definitely took away from, from that main story. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend uh, Andrew from the Science Fictionary, do you have any interest in visiting sunny Moss Vespa? Um, little inside joke from uh, a post he posted uh, earlier uh, for me. But, um, yeah, Book of Boba Fett is uh, – let's not get into that right now because we could probably <laughs> – Talk another half hour on that. Um, Dave Richards has another question for you. Uh, outside of Star Wars, what other franchises are you into? That's a good question. Um, let me look at my Funko collection. No, I've got, I mean, I am an all around nerd, I like just about everything. Uh, not a huge fan of Star Trek. Um, I don't do tune like, in, don't <laughs> tune in next week then. Okay, deal. <laughs> you know, I like I like Marvel movies, I like some DC characters. I think I like Marvel more. Lord of the Rings is probably number 2 for me, second to Star Wars. I'm a huge fantasy fiend, so mm-hmm. I love D&D, sure. you know, Doctor Who. I, I kind of like it all. And that kind of helps me, you know, enjoy. Sometimes, you know, like I don't know, have you read the Brotherhood book? No, but I heard of it. Yeah. So they make a Doctor Who reference in it. Oh, very, very nice. And you only know it if you've seen like Clone Wars. There's an episode with Professor Hu Yang, who is a a droid voiced by David Tennant. Yeah. And in the book, they make a line reference saying, um, you know, these younglings about to go to the gathering are talking about this rumor that Professor Hu Yang showed up over a thousand years ago at the temple in a big blue box. Wow. And so, you know. Enjoying different fandoms allows you to enjoy some of those little Easter eggs. Sure. But yeah, I, I kind of like just about everything you throw my way. Excellent. Yeah. You should follow uh science fictionary, um, head on over to their, they do a lot of, uh, Lord of the Rings and fantasy and stuff like that. Really great. Definitely uh, check it out. Um, okay. So star Wars, our relationship, you know, the, one of the things that I find interesting when it comes to fandom and interacting with, with people online is how personal we all get about our likes and our dislikes. And obviously I think when, um, when we talk about being content creators, we obviously have to be, or at least my personal belief is that you really have to be careful how you talk about what you don't like. Anybody can talk about how, how amazing something is that you like, but if there's a certain something that, you just don't care for you either, you know, you, you, you either don't talk about it or if, if you are asked, you know, um, you have to kind of creatively, you know, critique it or say, you know, it's just not for me. Um, you know, for, for us, when we first started the show back in 2019, we started it, uh, you know, right at the, um, we had star Wars celebration here in Chicago and um, we we were very vocal about not liking The Last Jedi. <laughs> and that uh, that kind of generated interest from a certain aspect of the fandom, which we weren't really looking for. Sure. You know, we we weren't we're not the types of, of people that, you know, 
that do, you know, 102 videos every other week on how we hate The Last Jedi. That's just not our cup of tea. Um, but, you know, again, if, if somebody asks us, you know, whether we like it or not, we'll we'll just say, no, we don't we don't like it. Um, but it, it gets so personal. And I wanted to ask you, you know, whether it's whether whether it's you responding to a fan as a fan or responding from the podcast account. Um, how do you deal with um, differing uh, opinions or how do you even deal with the passion uh, if anybody answers you in a way that, you know, m to me, to you might seem, you know, maybe over the top? You know, there have been a couple of times where I posted something that, you know, was talking about something that I didn't like in the sequel trilogy. And I think a lot of people have those opinions. I think they're fair. But first, I always try to set it up in in a semi-neutral state like i don't sit there and bash it i don't sit there and right. put it down or say you know a lot of times i'll follow it up with you know i did like this or i did like that sure i just wasn't a fan of this and so i haven't i haven't had to encounter too much negative response but i think part of that's just because of how i usually set up my criticism and try to do it in a manner that people can respect without like lashing out sure um <laughs> If people lash out, usually I'll talk to them and I'll, I'll, I'll ask, you know, why? Why is that something you're so passionate about? Why sure. is this something that you feel the need to tear someone down because they have a view that differs from yours on an imaginary movie or TV sure. show? You know, this is all make-believe. Wait a minute. It's not imaginary. It's like Star Wars <laughs> is a documentary, damn it. <laughs> I mean, historical I, just, I, I get having a love for it. Trust me. I love Star Wars. But there's there comes a point where you gotta kind of separate reality from make believe, and realize you know the reality is not everything's going to hit the mark for everyone. Sure. And I think the best way I usually try to de-escalate a conversation like that is by saying there's enough Star Wars out there for everyone. Sure. You know, if you don't like this, but you like that, well, tell me why you like that. Yeah. Talk all about it to me. I'm I'm all ears. And, you know, that's that's kind of my view on it. Everyone, there's Star Wars out there for everyone. Let's like what we like. We can we can talk civilly about what we don't like. But if you can't be civilized, maybe that's when we kind of cut those conversations out. Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I always say, you know, every so often I, I catch my say, myself saying, if if you cut me, I will bleed Star Wars. And it is kind of, you know, we do take that. um that position, you know, it's, it's just embedded in our DNA. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us have, you know, some of us watched the original star Wars in the theater. Some, some folks, you know, um, there are different introductions into this fandom um, because there is so much star Wars. Um, and I think, I think that's what makes it, uh, I, I don't think any other franchise has, um, has expanded its own universe the way Star Wars has. I mean, I, you know, obviously you've got Star Trek and there's a whole bunch of Star Trek and 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 fans, et cetera, et cetera. But Star Wars is unique in a way where, you know, you've got the original trilogy, these three films that were released in the 70s. And now, you know, four decades later, we've got, you know, more stories coming out, um, you know, fleshing out characters and situations and just really going in deep on... Um, in this galaxy that, uh, that a lot of us are very familiar with. Right. Um, 
And that that gets me to a news article that was uh, circulating the interwebs here. Uh, Liam Neeson recently says that Star Wars is being hurt mm. by so many spinoffs. It's taken away the mystery and the magic. I wanted to get your take in because that was one of my news pieces that I wanted to kind of tease out. What do you think of uh, of Liam Neeson's comment there? Do you agree or disagree? I could see where maybe he's making a semi-valid point, but for me personally, I, I don't agree. I think more Star Wars, whether you like it or not, just opens up the possibility for more people to put their foot in the door. You know, I I don't think it necessarily takes away from from the mystery of it. I maybe it's just because I'm I'm just crazy about it, and I, I you know I'm the kind of fan who will gobble up everything they throw at me. Sure. You know, I, I tend to enjoy everything. I've kind of got a childlike enjoyment of it. You know, there are things that I'm, I'm sometimes not going to enjoy, but I don't know that I necessarily agree with him. I, I like more star Wars. I think maybe you can, you could argue that if they start putting out too much, like I think Disney was starting to at first with the movies. And that's one of the reasons they may have had to scale back a little bit. I think things started getting watered down and you had some, you know, the quality kind of took a decline, you know, it it, kind of dropped a bit. And I think that's one of those, you know, they had to kind of reel it back in and start planning again and, you know, try to figure out a different avenue. But I think, I think you can have a lot of Star Wars and have good Star Wars, but you got to get the right people in place to do it. Well, yeah, that's the trick. I mean, you know, people uh, talk about the sequel trilogy and how there was uh, so much lack of planning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's apparent to some people. It's not apparent to other people. Um, it, it is just, you know, it's it's kind of subjective there. But, um, you know, I, I, I want to say that for the most part, I want more Star Wars as much as as much Star Wars as I can get. But. I tend to agree with Liam Neeson a little bit because there is a lot of star Wars. Um, and to me, I, I, I remember, you know, going to the theater to watch a star Wars before it was, before there was anything on the small screen. And um, it was just, it was an event, you know, you, you uh, call, you know, 20 of your closest friends, you, you go hang out and, and have some dinner and, and drinks. And then you head over to the theater and you enjoy it. Um, you enjoy it on the big screen. Um, Star Wars on the small screen has kind of diminished that experience for me, sure. at least. Um, I don't care how good your home theater is. Uh, nothing beats that communal aspect of going to a theater with strangers and laughing, everyone laughing at the same place, uh, crying at the same place, getting excited at the same place. Um, it's just, it's a magical thing to, to experience, uh, a, a movie as epic as the star Wars films have been in, in a large movie house on a big screen. It's, right. um, it's just, it's fantastic. Well, and I, I definitely want them to continue that, you know, I, I want to see the, you know, these movies come back to theaters. Sure. I don't, I don't want these streaming releases only. I'm okay with getting these streaming shows. I sure. think for the most part, they're a good thing, but I also want those movies back in theaters. You know, my, like I said, my only experience with seeing star Wars in theaters was the sequel trilogy and rogue one and solo. So, you know, that's, that's a mixed bag. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you're right. There is something magical about being in the theater and getting to experience all this. You know, Rogue One was fantastic for me. I oh, took yeah. two of my younger cousins with me and I dressed up in my Jedi gear and, you know, they gave me a hard time about it, but it was awesome. You know, we went to the premiere <laughs> and had so much fun and, you know, they sat there and kept giving me a hard time for being a nerd because I'm pointing out all these Easter eggs and all these things that we're seeing that I've seen in Rebels or, you know, so sure. on and so forth. And so, you know, there, I, I agree. I think there is something magical about it. And I think what I really think they need to do is just space out the movies, you know, really give them the time to to put the the quality and value into them, into planning and then releasing instead sure. of just boom, 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 back to back to back to back, mass producing for profit. Yeah, and I think that uh, we just dropped a show um, last Thursday regarding, you know, movies as art or product. And, uh, you know, back in the 70s, I think there were a little bit more art, um, arguably. You know, nowadays, obviously, you know, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker are product because, mm -hmm. you know, Disney spend a, a boatload of money and they wanted to get their money back as fast as, as humanly possible. The, you know, people, people have investors yeah. um, and it's unfortunate. And I think that is uh, one of the reasons that uh, perhaps it was rushed um, and it could not, it, it couldn't have been, um, you know, it could have been a lot better planned than it was, but um, you know, here we are. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think, um, I think as fans, obviously we're going to be open to more star Wars because we just, we love the IP. Right. Um, as, as content creators, we have to kind of, um, I guess, offer our audiences a unique perspective on just, you know, more than just, oh, I love it. I love it. I love right. it because that kind of falls, you know, on deaf ears and it's a little too vanilla, if you know what I mean. I think, um, you know, the, um, the kick, if you will, is the ability to be able to critique something that you love. Um, you know, but not uh, crap all over the opinions yeah. of somebody that might not, you know, agree with you. To do it with some grace. Yeah, absolutely. And humility. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, again, uh, let's see. Should we do this giveaway? I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to show this again. I'm going to give this away in a little bit before we end. But uh, it's an awesome R2D2 USB car charger. And um, I tried to give it. I tried to give it away a couple of uh, weeks ago, but uh, nobody nobody entered. But let's see. Uh, let's see if we can give it away in a couple minutes. Um, so let's um, let's do this. I wanted to ask you what your top. Let's let's uh, since we're we're at forty five minutes in, I want to get your top two Star Wars movies and uh share with uh with our audience who what that is and why mm. top two favorite do they have to be in any order or no. can i just say okay yeah um return of the jedi okay phantom menace oh very nice interesting yeah. phantom menace um i know jar jar is a little bit of a an issue for some people <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna dive into that you know as a kid i thought jar jar was funny and i think that was the point of him sure yeah. um but luke getting to see him come to this this place of you know elevation in terms of his his ability and who he was and how he thought through things and 
Um, you know, especially at the end when he's with Vader and Palpatine and, you know, he's at a point where he throws away his lightsaber and, you know, he's not going to turn to the dark side. That That is what being a Jedi is about. Mm-hmm. And so much so that he was able to get his father to turn back to the light. And so that for me, I mean, Luke, probably one of my all time favorite characters. And then Phantom Menace was this awesome intro into a whole new chapter of Star Wars. You know, for me, I kind of got lucky that when I started in Star Wars, I got to go straight from the original trilogy to the Phantom Menace. And so it was a little different for me. But I look at and I kind of base I kind of base my favorite movies off of my favorite characters. Okay, yeah. (laughs) And so it's the only movie that has Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon's one of my all-time favorite Jedi. Oh, very I, nice. I can't, I, I can't get away from that. And then yeah. it's got Ewan McGregor, yeah. who is probably my favorite actor on the planet. Um, and so, you know, you got my top three, top three favorite characters in, I wouldn't say Obi-Wan's peak condition there, but Qui-Gon and Luke are both peak sure. in, in canon movies so those are my two favorite personally oh very nice very nice oh and um i posted a question earlier regarding um rating star wars movies do you do you find that your ranking of the films um do they shuffle around every so often or are you kind of a set it and forget it the last spot does not shuffle around yeah, I would say the same thing for me. And yep, we, we I'm pretty we, sure we're probably on the same. Yeah, every time, I, and it's funny. Every time we mention that movie on our show, um, I have to take a tequila shot. But I yeah. didn't bring my tequila bottle out, so let's not mention it. We won't talk about it. <laughs> but I mean, the middle, I would say, gets kind of muddled. Yeah. For me, the the first three will switch back and forth, but they will always stay in the top three. Yeah. Spot, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And then everything else will shift around depending on what kind of mood I'm in, you know, what am I feeling nostalgic for? And, you know, it'll, it'll shift around from there. Yeah. But personally, there isn't, there isn't one star Wars movie that I will go to and say, I'm just going to rewatch this and do it out of order. If I rewatch star Wars movies, I'm watching them all and I'm doing it all in order. And I, I that's just an OCD thing for me. It doesn't matter. I, I just I have to start with Phantom Menace and chronologically in terms of storyline, I have to just watch it straight through. And I can't go from watching Return of the Jedi and starting back at as much as it hurts me to watch some of those other ones. I can't I can't skip those and go back to Phantom Menace. I have to see it through <laughs> to the end. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah um that's too funny all right um let's uh let's give out let's give away this uh r2d2 usb card charger and this is uh for anybody in the chat who is uh, a u.s resident only because it uh it's really expensive to ship out to the uk or australia i had i had shipped out a um a child's golf set um to australia and i didn't know at the time that i was shipping to australia and boy, did that cost me an arm and a leg. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, anybody in the chat, you guys are more than welcome to participate here for this uh, R2-D2 USB car charger. I'm going to give you the question. The question is, I won't put it on the uh, 
on the screen because I need to hold this and I can't type with one hand. But uh, who is the American special effects artist who pioneered and developed the use of computers in filmmaking, especially in the original Star Wars, and had a camera system named after him? Anybody in the chat? First person who answers that in the chat gets this USB car charger mailed out to them. We'll add in some some uh, scare scuttlebutt stickers and some red five stickers. Um, but um, yeah, uh, what else? What else is on your uh, radar? What do you guys have coming up uh, on your show? Uh, next week, we're going to be putting together a Mandalorian bingo sheet. And inviting any of our listeners to play along. We'll probably do some kind of giveaway. We're going to essentially um, just use a blank bingo card. And we're going to tell people that they have to do a minimum of five different predictions uh, of what they're going to see in Mandalorian Season 3. And it can't be anything we've seen in in trailer. Like, Bo-Katan shows up. Like, yeah, okay, that doesn't, we're not going to give you that, <laughs> you know. But Bo-Katan wields the Darksaber against Moff Gideon. It could be something like that. Or yeah. we're going to see a Mythosaur at some point. Or, cool. you know, just go wild with it. But we're going to do that and then ask for those to be turned in the following Tuesday before Mando gets released so that we can kind of keep track as we're playing. I'm going to split the load so that I'm not doing all of them. Kevin's going to have to pull some weight. But <laughs> we're going to kind of see if anyone gets a bingo. And then if they do, we'll probably do some kind of giveaway for it. Very but nice. That's something we're going to talk about. Obviously, Bad Batch is coming out with Retrieval, I think is the name of the episode, right. which kind of gives us an idea of probably what we're going to see. Sure. Um, you know, some, something was right. Something was stolen. <laughs> yeah, something's this missing. last episode. It's yeah. Echo. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of our goal for next week. We'll probably talk a little bit about some of the books we've been reading. I've been working through the old EU Rogue Squadron books right now, which I have never read before. And I absolutely love them. I'm all about dogfighting, fighter pilot, stuff like that. So that perspective in those books is just so much fun. Were you upset when they announced that uh, they were not going to be producing Rogue Squadron? Ironically, no, um, because I have only just started reading these books, Mm -hmm. so I didn't really know much about what Rogue Squadron was prior to the announcement. Um, I guess knowing now, yes, (laughs) very much. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. Um, You know, I would have loved to see a Rogue Squadron project. I I really, really would have. I just, everything about flying in real world and in fantasy, flying is just the coolest idea to me. Um, And so, you know, like the Squadrons video game that came out, I I loved it. Loved it so much. I just love the idea of being in a cockpit. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, last episode, I promised uh, our, our friend Ali K that I was going to answer a question that he posed and I forgot to record it. But um, uh, so on Tuesdays, we usually release the audio portion of our Scarif Live Saturday night shows um, in the podcatchers. So, uh, Ali, if you're listening, I apologize. But here is the answer to this question. We're going to ask Wade the same question. First of all, um, Wade, what would you ha- rather have a fully functional lightsaber 
or have the ability to throw lightning bolts like Palpatine. Lightsaber. Lightsaber. <laughs> don't, have to, don't have to think about it, huh? I've got, uh, I've probably got about three or four sitting over there. Um, our tax return just came in. So my <laughs> wife, my wife let me buy the, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi legacy set that Disney yeah. came out with at D23 where it comes with all three of his lightsabers. And oh, nice. so I bought that because my wife loves me and thank you, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. She's a keeper. She is. Yep. <laughs> oh, and she just says lightning bolts all the way. Well, she, yeah, she probably want to use <laughs> those got, on me. Everyone's that. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, dishes need to be done. <laughs> That's too funny. So uh looks like Dale Erdman um, was guessing on the answer to that question, um, and it is not George Eastman, Mr. Mm. Kodak himself. Um, but uh, looks like Tina is out. She's uh, not well-versed in the behind-the-scenes cinematography aspect of the Star Wars, but that's okay. We still love you, Tina. Excellent. All right, cool. So... Um, Again, we are dropping this audio in the podcatchers. If you missed it, um, catch it uh, wherever you get your other favorite podcasts. Um, quick little announcements. Uh, we are um, going to be recording a couple of new shows coming up, and we would love to hear your feedback on previous shows. We love to hear voicemails. So if you want to drop us a voicemail and let us know what you heard or let us know what your comments on are uh, on some of the previous shows, you can give us a call at 773-234-8659. That is the Scare of Scuttlebutt hotline. One last call on the answer to the giveaway. If anybody wants to give another guess, the R2-D2 USB car charger will be for you. If you answer, who is the American special effects artist who pioneered uh, the development of computers in filmmaking and had a camera system named after him? I don't think it would be fair for me to answer your camera question, <laughs> says uh, Andrew from the science fictionary. Well, uh, we are going to sign off in two minutes. So if you pop that question, that answer in there, um, all is fair in love and Star Wars. Isn't that correct? Sounds right. Excellent. So, uh, Wade, uh, thank you so much for making yourself available to uh, talk Star Wars here. Next time we'll get your partner involved. But why don't you tell the folks that uh, that are watching in the chat where people can find you? Yeah, you, so you can find us on most uh, social media platforms. We've got an Instagram profile. We've got a Reddit. We've got Twitter. And then you can give us a listen at any point on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, pretty much most of your mainstream uh, podcast platforms. Excellent. And we are, we are on daily. So if you're oh, on Twitter nice. or you're on Instagram, you have a question, you just want to hang out, chat, hit us up. Kevin and I are both on the accounts constantly. Very nice. That's awesome. Um, Rural Farm Boy says John Sumatra. Isn't that a sex position? <laughs> it's Kama Sutra. Oh, no, that's something else. All right. Close. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Excellent. All right, guys. Uh, everybody in the chat, thank you very much for joining me on uh, this weekend's edition of Scarif Live. Remember to ask your smart speaker, just yell it out in the ether and say, hey, Siri. Uh oh, my phone just started. <laughs> Why don't you play the latest Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast? Until then, this is Roll. Thank you very much, Wade. And that is the Scuttlebutt. Take care, everybody. <laughs>
Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Just wanted to remind you all, we can be found wherever you find your other favorite shows. iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Backtracks FM, Podtail, Owltail, Google Podcast, and of course, our own Red5Network.com to name a few. And don't forget to drop us a voicemail at 773-234-8659, our Scuttlebutt hotline. We want to hear what's on your mind. Your call is very important to us. Let us know what you think of the show, what future topics we should tackle, or just to say, hello there. Please hold. 